0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults.
1: And beer.
0: And beer. And beer. <laughs> just two crazy Florida men sitting around drinking beer, talking about crew crime. Cr- cr- cr-
1: tr- true crime? <laughs> Didn't you do that once before?
0: Yeah, I could have sworn I just had a little bit of a flash of deja vu there.
1: Because, yeah, that seems like something that's happened before.
0: Crew time, yeah, I did say that. (laughs) Although I don't think that was on an episode. I think it was on one of our discussions or something. Then we just kind of brought it up in the episode. I I think think that's how it happened. (laughs) Crew (laughs) time. Yep. That's what happens whenever a motley crew takes the stage these days.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's picking on Molly Drew, man.
0: Oh no, they sounded pretty good with John Five and Vince Neil. Kind of seems like he's back to his normal self, which was just kind of just making grunts that kind of resemble <laughs> the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not like he's not as bad as he was in that one video that went viral during "Kickstart My Heart." Oh, I
1: know, <laughs> dude. I mean, you know, the funny thing about that is, you know. He was obviously drunk, you could tell. Yeah. So, you know, I'll give him a little credit, but yeah, dude, he was freaking hammered. He just like he wasn't even saying words, I don't think, half the time.
0: No. And there's that one where it's just like it, they like high, where I? and whatever it went, Where I? they should, like Bruce Lee doing a, a kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that um, was Anyway. That was gold. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so
1: that was good. So,
0: anyway, that's Todd.
1: And that is Bill. Yeah,
0: and I'm drinking Bud Light.
1: Yeah, And I'm drinking not Bud Light. <laughs> I have rum and coke, as usual. Or at least lately, anyway.
0: <laughs> so, uh, just a couple housekeeping announcements to go over. Our Patreon should be up and running. I, I think a good target date would be the 1st of March.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Yeah, that'll give us plenty of time to get a, a good a good amount of episodes. We've got four recorded right now and that would give us a um enough time to get you know a good good amount more to start with. And then we're going to try to do those episodes twice a week. Right. So, you know, to make it and it's just, you know, short little stories that don't that wouldn't necessarily fit here and actually by the time this episode comes out it will be around march 1st <laughs> yeah right because but um yeah but i mean it's we we think y'all will like it i mean we had we had fun doing it and we we actually recorded one in my you know in my studio like right you know right before the super bowl started like todd came over here and we're, we're gonna have video on the of that on our youtube page yes and we so finally got
1: be, around to doing a video
0: yeah, and we're gonna, we're, we're experimenting with ways to do this, you know, re- remotely, like more than, more than most of the time we will be doing. Kind of like we're doing now, obviously. Yes. With, so, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's gonna be cool. I mean, I, we think you all will like it. I mean, and we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna gouge you. And we're not gonna put together something like a, 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 Serial killer episode is like, oh, we just um, we just released Israel Keys on Patreon. No, we're not gonna do that. Israel Keys will go on, crimes on, on this yeah. show. <laughs> on yeah, this well, show. You,
1: no, you're still gonna get the regular podcast. It's just the right. uh, Patreon will be other Patreon's different other stuff that we're into. Yeah, other things that we like and
0: other things like that. Right. So, so we're we're excited. You know, big. Big things coming for, yes. for this podcast, and you know we're 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 staking our claim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I don't I don't know how long this is go- this one's going to be this episode because you know it it started a new era. <laughs> I'm not handwriting my notes anymore.
1: Yes.
0: So I'm, um, you know, I I don't know how many notes i have because obviously the the text on a you know on, on a computer is smaller than what i would handwrite so i don't know how long you know i don't know how many pages i got this <laughs> this ep, this episode will determine that <laughs> yes yeah so
1: it could be here for a while we don't we just don't know
0: no i don't think it's going to be the awful long of an episode but we have no idea <laughs> So, all right. That that being said, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait! Hold on, huh? hold on. What? What? What?
1: Have you checked the email lately?
0: It's been a few days since I looked at it. Why?
1: Uh, I because we got an email.
0: We got an email from a from a listener.
1: Uh yes. See, yeah, oh, awesome! From a listener. Awesome. And um, I will read it. Sweet. It says. Hi guys, my name is Michelle and I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I found your podcast. Hi Michelle. Yes. Thank you for the email. I found your podcast when you did the faith assembly episodes. I grew up in that as well, but I have listened to every episode since. Right on. Sweet. Thank you. Oh, now the good part because she has a story about your favorite place. What? Yes, your favorite place, the Fort Pierce loves. The one with the Arby's? The one with the Arby's.
0: She's from Fort Wayne. What, you going on now vacation? I know.
1: Well, let me, let me keep reading here. I kind of jumped okay. ahead a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm writing because I have a Fort Pierce love story. My family and I took a vacation to Miami this week, and driving down I-95, we came to Fort Pierce. And I saw the sign for the loves and talked my husband into checking it out. We got off at the exit and saw the loves with the Hardee's, But not the one with the Arby's. So I looked online and found the other one two miles away. And sure enough, it had the Arby's.
0: Yep, that one's at the next exit. Yep, so we went there.
1: As we were sitting down eating our meal at Arby's, an old man walked in. There was a wet floor sign up near the door. The old man was in a bad mood and he kicked the sign out of the way, bitching because it was in his way. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Man, oh, it gets better. What? Then he slipped and fell on the floor. We laughed at him <laughs> and he got up embarrassed and stormed out.
0: <laughs> I can see I could that sounds like something that would happen at that love. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, just anyway, so we went there just to see the place, not expecting anything to happen, but sure enough we wound up with our own weird story from that loves. LOL
0: <laughs> That's that's hilarious.
1: Uh Oh, uh, I don't know if I should read this last part.
0: Why? Oh, go ahead. Mad. I know. I have a feeling. I know what it is. You know, yeah, otherwise, you anyway. wouldn't have said it like that. <laughs>
1: right. Anyway, she finishes up with "Keep up the good work." And by the way, I think Todd is a cute and adorable teddy bear too. Sorry, Bill. Love Michelle.
0: What the? F- what? What the effing heck? <laughs>
1: Dude, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I, 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 I don't.
0: You got? Oh man, that's two now.
1: Yes, I'm sure all there's right. people out there that love you too, Bill. You'll get one eventually.
0: Yeah, they're just saving the love for when they can just all gush on me and, and get it like all, all like within a, a matter of a couple weeks, or at least that's that's what I'm going to tell myself now. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> right. Love yeah. you, Michelle.
1: Yep. Thanks for the listenings. We appreciate it. <laughs> That's uh, cool, though, that she actually went to that
0: Love's because you talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start charging loves if people keep doing this. <laughs> right.
1: I'm your best friggin' advertisement.
0: Yeah. Anyway, they're going to walk in. It's, don't, it, if you're going to do that, don't mess, don't bother the employees. I mean, yeah, because right. if if something weird happens there, just just no, just make a mental note of it and then send us a message at billzilaprod yeah. at gmail dot com. But you know, it's just like the the employees that work there; they have no really no say over what what people that come into their store does. Other than that one guy that charged me for a freaking cup of au jus and a French dip. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: You <sighs> you're still mad about that.
0: I am. But
1: you know, I, I would be too, I suppose.
0: Now they um I went there earlier this week and they did charge me for a cup of au jus. Again. Okay. But but that was different. See they have this new um ribeye sandwich. Oh, okay. And I wanted that on a on a French on a, a sub roll with a cup of au jus. So that wasn't yeah, you know, that was essentially the, um, you know, the, the sandwich, the ribeye sandwich. Right. With a side of the, see, I didn't have a problem with paying for extra for that one.
1: Yeah, because the sandwich didn't come with it. Of right. Of course. But yeah, you shouldn't have to pay for it for a sandwich that's supposed to come with you. That's the main part right. of it. <laughs> Whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: Anyway, and let, and let me tell you, it was freaking good. It was nice, tender. It was it was like medium to medium rare, like somewhere in between medium and medium rare. All right. Um, and it was really good. It had like a garlic flavoring in it. That was the first time that I went there. I went there yesterday, got the same thing. Not so much.
1: Not so much.
0: It <laughs> was dried out. It was not nearly it'd as good.
1: It had been sitting around for a while.
0: Yeah, probably, but you know, I guess it's going to be hit or miss. But it's worth it. To take the chance on it because I'm telling you, man, that that ribeye sandwich that they have,
1: yeah, good. Right on, brother. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. There's an RVs near me. I'm not driving all the way down to the one in low, the Lowe's in Fort Pierce. I'll go to my RVs and see what happens.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't blame you for driving. I mean, they all have the same menu. Yeah. So. But yeah, th- thanks for the email, Michelle, and just keep sending them to us, man. We we yeah. we appreciate it. Even even though you all want to bust on me,
1: Phil, <laughs> they love you too, you know.
0: Nobody loves me.
1: Yes, they do.
0: No, nobody loves me. Nobody nobody on online dating loves me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, see, there's your problem. You keep talking about that
0: crap. <laughs> I say it in jest.
1: I know. It's all good, so, bro. The
0: way anyway. I look at it is if a woman doesn't want to match with me, it's her problem, and she's probably bad news to begin with.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: I, I agree with that. I mean, I'll, I'll...
1: Yeah, totally. It's it's her fault. Not your fault. Yeah.
0: Right. Because cause I, I... I'm a teddy bear, too. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, now, unless unless Todd has another surprise to 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 spring on me, we're going to jump into this episode.
1: Yes, I have no more ado. So let's jump
0: right no in. Mo- no more ado. Damn, I forgot to say that. Uh, oh well. Um. So we're covering the pizza bomber. Have you ever heard of this case?
1: You know, I'm not sure if I have. It doesn't okay. sound familiar right now, but maybe as it goes on, I don't know. We'll see. We'll get there.
0: There's a whole shit pot of crazy in this story. All right. Now, it's not going to rival the Michael Malloy story, but it's along the same lines where you've got a, a whole bunch of people ganging up to kill one person. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, So, um... I'm just going to give you the the first part of the story we're just going to wham bam thank you man and then we're going to get into the um the actual details.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: So, on August 28th, 2003, a pizza delivery driver named Brian Wells, age 46, he made a seemingly ordinary delivery to a building off of a dirt road next to a, a radio tower in Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, Brian had worked for Mamma Mia's Pizza for the past 10 years, and he was a model employee. And when I say a model employee, I mean he showed up on time all the time. He was never late. He never really called in or anything like that. Other than that, that's pretty much the only thing that you could call him model on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> he was punctual.
0: Right. So when he got to the location, he was jumped by three black men who dragged him into the building, and they put a homemade a homemade collar bomb on his neck, and they locked it. Oh, shit. And then they ordered him to go rob a PNC bank and handed him a, a note to hand to the teller demanding $250,000, or he would detonate the bomb stra- strapped to his neck. And he was also given a shotgun that was disguised as a cane to shoot anyone who tried to run. But that's not all they gave him. Okay. They also gave him a time limit and a list of tasks to complete that started with the robbery. All right. Now, the tasks were a scavenger hunt of locations that he would have to go to, and each stop had the location, you know, the next location, and would have a clue toward steps that were required to disarm the bomb that was strapped to his neck.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> That's Uh, you know what? Now, now that you, now that since you've started, this does sound familiar. So I think I have heard of this or at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, it was big news and, um, Netflix did a special on it. I don't know. Um, and they so they would they had the instructions to on how to disarm the bomb and what to do with the money. Now he did not survive the incident, and his last minutes were caught on TV news cameras. but that is just the surface. Would you start peeling back the layers of this when a much crazier story emerges okay, The sources are wiki and the the Evil Genius documentary on Netflix. And PizzaBomber.com.
1: PizzaBomber.com, dot com. dot com.
0: All right. Yeah, they have a timeline of the events following the um you know the bombing. <laughs> All right. So so that's just the that's just in a nutshell, so we're gonna start at the very beginning. Brian Wells was born November fifteenth, nineteen fifty six in Warren, Pennsylvania, to Rose and Harold Rose and Harold Wells. There's not right. much known about his early life other than that he dropped out of school at 16 to work as a mechanic, but wound up being a pizza delivery driver the last 10 years of his life. <sighs> if I was still delivering pizza at my age, nah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know,
1: you got to do what you got to do, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Second job is one thing, but main job, No. Nah. <laughs> yeah so on August 28th 2003 Brian was at work and a call came in and the manager of the pizza place of Mama Mia's he took Mama the Mia's. call but he couldn't understand the guys the guys like got yeah marbles in his mouth or something like that oh, so man. he handed the phone off to Brian who took the order and I have a feeling that um no no no, no I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna Jump ahead. Yeah, he, <laughs> there you go. he he even wrote his own directions on the ticket, and it was a dirt road at an abandoned radio tower. Sketchy sounding? Yeah, but nothing really out of the ordinary. I mean,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: You know, I mean, I, when I was a lot younger, I delivered pizza, and I had to go to some, you know, places other than residences and businesses from time to time. <clears throat> okay so the, the there there could have there could have been you know the, it was sketchy, yes, but nothing really out of the ordinary I mean there could have been people in and out of the building doing work or something like that, you know, but it was determined that the phone had come from a nearby pay phone okay, and, which also kind of made sense because like I said, it was an abandoned building, probably didn't have any power going to it, yeah right. Not to mention a, a landline set up, but whatever. Um, the call came in at 1.30 p.m. and was going to be Brian's last run for the day. So he's just working the lunch shift, apparently. So uh, Brian took, Br- huh? I said, all righty then. <laughs> so Brian took the delivery and he would never return. Police determined, police later determined that his car had been there by matching tire tracks.
1: Oh, they always get him with the tire tracks.
0: Yep. So once he got there, he was grabbed and the collar was fitted around his neck and locked. The bomb was real, but obviously, but Wells was led to believe that it wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> he, okay. he was given instructions on what he was, yeah, you know, what, what he was to do, and they also gave him a gun that was made to look like a cane. It was later discovered that the cane was loaded and would have fired had he pulled the trigger.
1: Oh, so that was so that was real cuz I was that thinking was that re- might have been like a, they just told him that that was real and it really wasn't there's,
0: or something. There's pictures of it and when they when they when the police were going over it they they actually fired it. <laughs> oh.
1: Well, alrighty then.
0: So I'm going to go through the um the there's I got three pages of these instructions. I'm just going to rocket through them. And it says bomb hostages, plural. You are to go to PNC Bank at Summit Town Center on Peach Street. Quietly give the following notes to a receptionist or a bank manager. Do not cause alarm. Get required money and deliver it to a specified location by following the notes that you will collect as you race against time. Each note leads to the next note and and key until you finished you will collect several keys and a combination to remove the bomb after police won't charge you because you are a hostage (laughs) all right most important rule do not radio phone or contact anyone alerting authorities your company or any anyone else will bring your death if we spot police vehicles or aircraft you will be killed Oh boy. This powerful booby trap bomb can be removed only by following our instructions. Using time, attempting to escape, it will will fail and leave you short of time to follow the instructions. Do not delay. You have less than minutes. It says less than minutes. Less than until, minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Until detonation. Spend no more than minutes in bank. You. Uh, That's a little vague. You know what it looks like? It looks like this was um, probably a photo, a photocopy, because it, it's written, it's it's written in a weird font. Okay. Like, it could be like a computer font or whatever, but it could also be, uh, you know, somebody who's really skilled at. It it doesn't look like any font that I've ever seen. All right, but it almost looks handwritten. But it but at the same time, it doesn't look like it would be possible to write it to to look like this. Although, you never know. You never know. <laughs> but um, but it looks like it was photocopied, and the the minutes that i would ever there's a space there, so it looked like they were supposed to maybe like write in a number.
1: Oh, like yeah. Give him a number, and they just didn't. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So you you have a safety margin of. Oh, you, know, you you will need blank minutes travel time. You have a safety margin of less than blank minutes. Use all remaining time to retrieve and obey our instructions. You will gain additional time by finding the first of several keys as you follow our instructions you'll be given all keys and combinations after the money is received and you are safe uh, safely counted we will leave the keys and information as you progress if you delay or disobey or alert anyone you will die it is your choice to live or bring death if you do not obey and leave the bank without the money you will die and so will others stay calm and do as instructed to survive We're following your moves in cars to make sure you obey. Sentries are driving and looking for authorities. We are scanning police radio frequencies and cell phone calls. How the hell are you scanning cell phone calls? You can't even do that today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe they're hoping he didn't know that.
0: Right. (laughs) But if if police or or aircraft are involved, you will be destroyed. Alerting authorities or anyone else will prevent you from completing the mission completing the mission go to the bank and quietly enter with the weapon you were given give the demands to the receptionist and the manager avoid panicking the tellers or the customers use the weapon if anyone does not cooperate or attempts to leave the bank weapon instructions are near the trigger why can't you just tell them how to use the damn thing it's just aim and pull the trigger
1: Yeah, pretty much, right? It's
0: Yeah, it's, it's not like there was, there's a spot to put a magazine in there or anything like that, so it's probably just got one loaded in the chamber already. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> oh, well.
0: <laughs> you must deliver money alone. You must return all weapons slash notes to us. Turn yourself in to the police after we release you to safety. Act now, think later, or you will die. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is the second one. The, the second and third one aren't as long as that one was. Um, step one, proceed now. One, take the following demands to PNC Bank and get $250,000. Instruct the bank managers to help or else everyone will be killed. Enforce demands with your weapon and bomb. B, put $250,000 in a black garbage bag. Leave your driver's license at the bank and, and promise to return. Then return the money to us by following a course of instructions. You will receive further instructions as you proceed. Do not leave the bank without the money or you will die. Carry the money in a, out in the trash bag and follow the instructions. Stay close to the bank manager and employees of all time doing robbery. It's just, it's just fucking Groundhog Day or something.
1: I know, right? Jeez. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs>
0: don't, don't, don't drive angry. <laughs> Bring yellow striped copies with you. You must bring the weapon with you. Exit the bank and go to the McDonald's restaurant. Get out of the car and go to the small sign reading drive uh Open 24 hours in the flower bed. By the sign, there is a rock with a note taped to the bottom of it. It has your next instruction. And there's a freaking hand, handwritten, hand-drawn diagram of the sign with a little grass and a rock. It says, Rock. Oh, God. All right. Warning. We are following you and watching you at all stops. If you do not go to the bank, we will detonate. If anyone allows or interferes, we may leave and allow times to detonate or cell phone call detonator. Or call cell phone detonator. Yes. During the exchanges you may be required to identify one of our vehicles, a blank coupe, and we will then remove blank hubcaps. Okay. Cooperate, cooperate quickly and you will survive. We have gone through great lengths in planning and designing keys to unlock the bomb to ensure you may survive. There is only one way you can survive and that is to cooperate completely. I, I, I'd be dead. I mean I just trying to just trying to keep up with this back and forth and double speaking all that stuff.
1: I know, right? These yeah, these notes that are supposed to be helping him are not very uh what's uh clear. They're a little uh yeah, yeah. It's a little vague, a little um I don't know.
0: Re- repetitive, monotonous, Re- vague. Yes,
1: repetitive, vague, yeah. It's
0: just like yeah, they're just saying
1: the same shit over and over again.
0: Yeah, this this one's kinda hard to read this is the last one there's only this one's short it's got a little map on it with the yeah, with stars indicating the various um, locations that he's supposed to go to okay leave McDonald's from the rear drive and go around the side up to eyeglass world stop at peach at peach. Street. Important, you must get out and tie the orange tape around the fire hydrant at Pete Street to signal that you have the money and have left the bank.
1: Aren't they watching it? Yeah, right? No shit. (laughs) Dude, what is up with these guys? They've watched too many bad movies, man.
0: Yeah, right? Two, go go south on Pete Street and take Route 90 west for blank miles at Interchange blank take seventy nine north for blank miles at the exit blank I wonder if these um these exits and everything were redacted like with whiteout or something
1: they, they that could have been you know
0: yeah but yeah they't they don't, they do not need people going on like you know true crime
1: their their own um, morbid little scavenger hunt
0: yeah that that's probably more likely what happened
1: yeah I th- yeah now that you say that yeah I, d- I definitely think that yeah it's probably been redacted so we can't do things like you know because you know me you know i would i would go totally follow that
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> anyway so pull, pull to the side of the off-ramp and stop at the next exit or stop at next to the yellow traffic light warning sign go directly across the grass to to the right and tie the And into the woods. The container with the orange tape has your next instructions. Place all notes, containers, and tapes in the money bag and then proceed. And then that's it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, I'm screwed. I guess I'm screwed. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna make it.
0: So he drove to the PNC bank and he was caught on camera around 2:30 p.m. entering with the cane, and he appeared calm, wasn't panicking. He approached the teller and handed her the note, and the the note said that he was wearing a bomb that would explode in 15 minutes if he didn't have the entire $250,000 in that time. But the bank manager was out, and nobody there could access the vault. Well. ruh row. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> they 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 gave him all the money that was in the cash drawers. It was eight thousand seven hundred and two dollars. Okay, that's a lot less than two hundred and fifty thousand.
1: It is. He's probably not going to have a good time with this.
0: <laughs> no. Well, we already know what what happens to him. Oh yeah, but you know. So Wells was still calm, and he even grabbed one of those dumb, dumb lollipops from the desk. (laughs) A sucker sucking on a sucker.
1: Yeah, right? Oh, boy.
0: So a bank customer called 911 and reported that a man was leaving the bank with a bomb or something strapped to his neck. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Wells left the bank and began the scavenger hunt. And he was proceeding with the second task when the police caught up to him. They arrested him and they made him get on the ground and he was still being calm and he explained, he explained the situation and what was going on. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm a hostage. You know, they made me do it. I mean, if that really happened, yeah, you really can't blame him. No. <laughs> it's like, okay, certain death or Possibly survive, right? I'll take possibly survive. <laughs> yeah. Even though he thinks that um, he's not wearing a real bomb.
1: Yeah. See, that's the that's the. I don't even know. I don't remember what I was going to say. Just carry on. It went straight <laughs> out of it went straight out of my head.
0: <laughs> kind of like the blood in Brian's head. Uh yeah. Uh, too soon. Well, that maybe. <laughs> so the police searched his car and they found the money and the list of instructions he said that the three black men who had done this to him would kill him if the list wasn't completed and the, the police they didn't try to remove the bomb obviously because they're not qualified to do so so yeah. They called the bomb squad, who would take over 30 minutes to get there, and then they began diverting people in traffic away from the, the parking lot, which caused traffic problems, which would delay the bomb squad even more. Oh, boy. The FBI was also brought in, who took point on the investigation, because bank robbery, bank robbery obviously, is federal. <laughs> yeah. The so Wells, he's still calm. And he asked the police to call his job and let, you know, let them know what was going on. I mean, th- there were two pizzas that hadn't been paid for. <laughs> yeah, right. I and mean, Wells didn't didn't need two theft charges on him. <laughs>
1: yeah, no shit.
0: You know, yeah, you just jacked $8,000 from a bank and you got two pizzas, man. Yeah, right. You, ma- and ma- call, call my job, tell them I'm all right. Yeah, Mamma Mia's pizza doesn't fuck around. <laughs> yeah, right? You're going to get
1: that money. Get
0: that pizza money.
1: Yeah, I need my $2. <laughs> well, I'm sure two pizzas were more than that, but you know.
0: Oh, yeah. So well, Wells was still calm and cooperative until the bomb started beeping.
1: No. Yeah, that he- would freak me the fuck out, too.
0: Yeah, he and all the officers were all of a sudden realizing that the bomb was actually real. And Wells began freaking out, begging officers to complete the scavenger hunt to save his life. And he was adamant. He's like, I don't have much time. And he's on video. You can see video of all of this. Okay. Because the news crews were there. Yeah. And at 318, this is just 48 minutes after um he first entered the bank at 230 the bomb squad still hadn't arrived and the bomb detonated blowing a hole in wells' chest oh shit and he was killed instantly and the video is available it's it's even on the documentary although there is a glitch a camera glitch at the exact moment that the bomb went off um you hear it and you see him slump then it goes back it goes black for a second then you then it comes back and you see him on the ground and the po- police car that he was sitting in front of was splattered with blood. Now, conspiracy says, "Oh yeah, it was it it just glitched." But really, what I think it was was the concussion from the bomb.
1: Oh yeah, it, I'm sure it was.
0: Yeah, it 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 got it probably just jostled the camera a yeah. little bit. So. <laughs> So, Wells was taken to the morgue, and they could not get the, the bomb off of him. They actually had to decapitate him in order to get the collar off of him. Oh shit!
1: And I this mean, pissed it off. It didn't take his head off when it blew up.
0: No the the um the the bomb the the actual explosive part was underneath his shirt on um you know like underneath. It was attached to it and kind of hanging down over his chest.
1: Oh, okay. See, maybe, maybe I don't blew- remember
0: this then because
1: I should, that, that's something I think I would have remembered.
0: Well, that's the natural. Um, I mean, that, that's kind of what I thought too. But I mean, I've heard a couple. I've heard a couple podcasts about this, and I and I still, they probably said that it didn't actually blow his head off. And I just remembered it blew yeah. his head off. <laughs> it blew
1: his head off, right? Yeah.
0: But the fact that they had to decapitate his um his body or you know his head um was you know that pissed off his family and his his family they they swear to God that you know that he was this that that his his the story that he told was true like that he was just delivering a pizza, and these people jumped you know jumped and grabbed him mm-hmm. and and they were pissed off because they weren't able to have an open casket because um there was really no way to you know yeah I mean. They could have put a whiplash collar around it and just oh, covered it God. up. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. Well. No. That would that, I would that wouldn't have been acceptable for me. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure his neck snipped, his his head snapped back when uh when the bomb went off. So technically it would it's a pretty good bet that he did have whiplash. <laughs>
1: uh. Okay. Yeah. You got a point.
0: All right. So just get it back on there as, as best you can. Put some duct tape on it or whatever, and then um, and then <laughs> strap it. one of those strap one of those whiplash collars around it. There you go.
1: There you go. <laughs> well, I'm no, sure there see, was probably more damage done to. I mean, there had to have been damage done to his face when that thing blew up.
0: Well, probably.
1: You know, there there had to be. I don't know,
0: but anyway. But still, Poor guy. Just, Moving on. Yeah. And if it seems, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really. I mean, yeah, I am making fun of a victim, but this guy I just will, con- will continue. <laughs> yes, yes, let's. Um, so. After his death, the police determined that even if he had not been caught and was able to continue the scavenger hunt, there still wouldn't have been enough time for him to complete the scavenger hunt in time to- in the time after he left the bank to the time that the bomb exploded, not even close
1: oh, so he was done either way
0: yeah so the the, the notes said that they were that there were keys and combinations, and that um uh, that in a step-by-step process would deactivate the bomb. And upon examination, the collar did did have key slots and combinations, but they were just there for looks. They weren't oh. connected to anything. This was oh, straight shit. up murder. It was straight yeah. up murder.
1: Oh wow, God, damn, dude, that's fucking yeah. So, that's, that's... so they, so they, yeah, the, So there was no like crazy bad movie plot to actually let him go. They were just, they were killing him. No matter, they were what.
0: just killing him. Yeah. So in the days after the bombing, lots of strange coincidences began occurring, and this case got stranger by the minute. A, A co-worker of Wells, Robert Thomas Panetti, age 45, was found dead on August 31st, just three days later. And the police were wondering if the cases were linked. And Panetti was paranoid, thinking that these murderers would come after him next. He had an interview scheduled with the police on September 1st, but he was found dead the day before. And Panetti was also known to have drug problems. Um, The autopsy determined that he had overdosed on drugs, but they were questioning if this was an accidental overdose or if it was suicide.
2: Oh.
0: It was later determined that Robert's death had nothing to do with the case. You know, uh,
1: completely and, unrelated,
0: yeah and and the Robert I mean and, and I mean, I know how this story ends, and i and I agree with that assessment because it's just there's
1: right on
0: it, he was just like all oh, the you know and when you get on drugs, you get paranoid, it just, oh, yeah, it happens, especially crack,
1: oh was that his drug of choice
0: that was everybody's drug of choice in this story.
1: Ah, uh, okay, right on.
0: So, it was, like I said, it was determined that Robert's death had nothing to do with the case. Although I'm sure Mamma Mia has put out ads for new de- delivery drivers shortly later, since they lost two in, in less than a week.
1: Well, yeah, they, they're going to need to hire some new employees. Yeah, <laughs> dude, how do you how do you even post that ad?
0: <laughs> Mamma Mia's looking for two delivery, looking to fill two delivery driver positions. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because uh, one of them, one of them got murdered by some crazy ass people and the other one killed himself. Right. But you know, it's, that's a totally safe working environment. So please feel free. to Come in.
0: Yeah. Please feel free. To come in. In fact, we'll, we'll give you an extra, we'll give you an extra 20 cents per delivery on, from the d- delivery fee, yeah. Yes. Hazard, call it hazard pay. Hazard pay. yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that too, man. Get out of my head. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh, boy. All right.
0: So based on the notes, the FBI began profiling the, the collar bomber. And they, they surmised that he was frugal, a pack rat, mechanically skilled, and uh, likely had a violent nature, but was able to hide it. The, the, they're not profiling um, Brian here; they're they're profiling the mastermind, yeah, whoever, whoever had masterminded the this. And but something like this had never happened in the history of the FBI before. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. you hijack a pizza delivery bomber and make him basically become a suicide bomber, yeah, right? There was even thought that, you know, cuz this is not too long after 9/11, there was even thought that you know, this could have been linked to Islamic, you know, like al-Qaeda yeah. or whatever. Like maybe they maybe they were like you know, black Muslims, like the somalian yeah. Muslims and I whatnot. Could,
1: yeah. I could see I could see where that would be a point of contention. But,
0: yeah, but you know. <laughs> But as we're going to find out, that is not not the the case. case. (laughs) But they were wondering if um, whoever masterminded this wanted Wells specifically to die, as well as wondering if well was somehow an accomplice in the in the heist, like a a knowing accomplice like he was in on it. Yeah. So tips were coming in but nothing was panning out and the case actually went cold for a little while and it seems like the masterminds who had orchestrated this had committed the perfect murder. Yeah. But but
1: oh there's a but. All right, here we go.
0: There's a there's a but. Immediately after the murder, investigators searched Wells's house and ironically enough, they had to use an explosive device to break the door oh, open. Jesus, okay. A little bit no, of nice. irony
1: there. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I,
0: guess it, I guess they were using the battering ram on a, On somebody so, else's house at that exact precise moment. So it's just like, okay, let's get a low dose of C4 over here. Yeah. It's <laughs> either
1: that or the battering ram couldn't take the door down and they had to.
2: I don't Damn. know.
0: Huge. See some of these old wooden houses that they that they have up there and everything that that they just look yeah. flimsy. That, that's that was one of the. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that they had a hard time getting the door down. <laughs> right. But,
1: hey, I'm just making some guesses. Maybe they now. just
0: wanted. Maybe they just wanted the house to you know have some solidarity <laughs> with Brian. Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's a possibility.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are Brian Strong. <laughs> oh God! All right. <laughs> See, you're sitting there. You're you're sitting there thinking thinking to yourself. It's like we don't make fun of the victim.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Let me guess. Just I, wait. I, I have a feeling where this might be headed. So,
0: but I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> just know that I I never have and never will make fun of an innocent victim. Okay. That's. I'm just going to leave it right there. All right then. <laughs> so. So in the house, they found a list of people that Brian knew. And on that list they found the name of a prostitute, Jessica Hoopsick. H O O P S I C K N I tried my damnedest to come up with a joke for that last name, but I could not come up
1: with one. <laughs> I know, dude. My mind was racing. As soon as you said it, I'm like, all right, where's the joke?
0: <laughs> I know. It's like there's there's one there somewhere. Yeah, I just couldn't I'm find not, it. <laughs> and I couldn't do it not right now. So but um, but Wells had been meeting up for business transaction with this lovely lady, and but but that name led police to interview her, which led them to Kenneth Barnes, a man named Kenneth Barnes. Now um, now put a pin in that name because it comes back later. But right now we're going to meet somebody okay. else, and pay attention because we're about to get into the a scam that makes the murder trust look oh, intelligent. Oh here we go. <laughs> and the reason why I'm, I'm I'm going to bounce around like this, you know, I'm going to bounce around in this and everything, and that that's the the, the only way that I found out it, it could make it like somewhat easier to follow. Because if I use the actual timeline, mm-hmm. it would bounce and forth, it would bounce back and forth like one of those super bouncy balls which you get for twenty five uh, cents at a gumball machine love those at the grocery things, store. He says, "Like, oh, those slam
1: cool. those things down as hard as you can on the ground, and see how high you can make it go up
0: in here. Yeah. It flies. It flies next. To, it flies right by the window of a freaking passing
2: passenger yeah. jet.
0: <laughs> Marjorie Eleanor Deal Armstrong, or Marge. We're just going to call her Marge. All right. She was born on February 26, 1949. And she had a history of mental illness, and she was also bipolar. And when she was younger, before her mental capacity started to diminish, she was a great student in high school and college where she earned a master's degree. Oh, nice. But her mental state started to deteriorate in her mid-20s, and drugs didn't help the situation either. And as she got older and fatter... She would often lament about how she used to be the prettiest girl in town. Oh, okay. But on top of being a crazy, drugged-out walrus, she was also... Bum, bum, bum. That's where that goes. A serial killer. I say what? She was a serial killer. Okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Marge had shot her boyfriend Robert Thomas, not Matchbox twenties singer, um, but in, in the back six times while he was lying on the couch in nineteen eighty four. Oh. She was acquitted on claims of self defense, even though he was lying on the couch and she shot in him the in back. the back while laying on said couch. Yeah, how's that <laughs> self defense? But anyway. She must have had a good know. lawyer. Yeah. But she also had a husband and several other partners who died under suspicious circumstances. Oh, of course. Next next up in the case of criminal not masterminds <laughs> is William <laughs> is William Rothstein. Rothstein. Okay. Born january seventeenth, nineteen forty four. And he and Marge had dated in the late 60s and early 70s, and he was implicated in a murder in in 1977 after he gave a gun to a friend who used it to kill a romantic rival. Now, he tried to destroy the weapon, but, you know, later, and he was granted immunity after agreeing to testify against his friend.
1: Oh, tick move, man. Tick move.
0: Yep. Anyway. So he was a he was a handyman and a shop teacher who had been admitted to a hospital in July of 2004 for non-hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh. He died a week later. So he's part of this cast of idiots. So guess what his role was? Take a guess. Oh god. Um He was a handyman and a oh, shop So teacher.
1: he built the device, I would assume. Right.
0: Yeah, I got it. one right.
1: I wasn't just close. I actually got it right.
0: You got you actually. No, that got it one right. wasn't
1: hard though. You, you gave me
0: all the clues. Right. So we're so we're going to pause. There there are more people to introduce, but I'm going to move the story along before we get them. Like like I mentioned earlier to make it less right. confusing. Okay. So we're going to formally meet Kenneth Barnes now. All right. So he was a crack dealer who sold crack to all the local prostitutes, and Brian Wells had been getting crack from him to give it to Jessica Hoopsick, and he owned he owed Barnes a good chunk of money. Oh. Wells had to have had the hots for Jessica, otherwise he wouldn't have gotten himself in with a known drug dealer, and a, a, a known drug dealer who obviously wanted his money. Yeah. I tried my damnedest to come up with a Pizza of the hut joke in here for a spaceball's <laughs> right. reference but i but I couldn't come up with that one oh, either man. other than other than where's my money <sighs> but the, but but nobody but none of the masterminds worked at the pizza place, so it's not like I could say or else pizza's going to send out for you <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Oh, boy. That's good. you're you're delicious. <laughs> I tried. I tried really hard to come up with a way to work that in. I, and it's just like I'm I'm over like three on attempted jokes in this episode. And it's just like what the hell? Maybe, maybe, maybe because the story itself is just so out there just by itself. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that
1: even trying to make, yeah, making it, up a joke is just not going to work because the story doesn't. It doesn't need a joke. It's just that crazy. Uh, there's a. Yeah, that, I mean there's jokes in here somewhere. Yeah. We just we just can't think of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so somewhere along the way Barnes and Barnes and Marge. Barnes and Marge. That sounds like a freaking um antique uh, yeah, store. Yeah. Barnes and Marge's antiques.
1: Yeah, that does. dude, totally.
0: Yeah, well, sh- I should have made the freaking ad about yeah, that. Yeah, well. Oh, well. We don't need two ads. Well, you can make it for another one. We can do so, it later. It's all right. Yeah. So somewhere along the way, Barnes and Marge, along with William Rothstein, met up. And they were discussing ways to make money, just like the murder trust yeah. was. But Marge was angry with her father because he was blowing his money in his old age. So he, he like, wanted to die broke. Okay.
1: Didn't want to leave any for anybody yeah. else. I'm just going to blow it all.
0: Yeah, so she was worried that there wouldn't be enough left for her after he died. So Marge wanted to speed up the process. So this is how the collar bomb plan was hatched in order to get the money for Marge to pay Barnes to take out oh, her father. All right, here we go. <laughs> but they needed a patsy, so Barnes suggested Brian Wells. Oh, okay. Okay. He figured that Wells would never pay him what he owed him, so he was perfect. So, with some, with some crack and a little bit of money, Barnes convinced Jessica Hoopsick to lure Wells into the mix because he trusted her and, you know, he, he was in love. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> All starry-eyed and had, googly-faced and just, yeah, you know, that happens.
0: Yeah. He had been seen in the weeks leading up to the murder, arriving and leaving Rothstein's house. The, this was where the plan was hatched, and, and Wells never knew that Barnes was involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, because if, I mean, can you, yeah, he had, Barnes had to stay hidden, because if he, if he showed up there talking about this plot where he's wearing a bomb around his neck, and all of a sudden he sees Barnes, that's yeah, going gonna, to, that's going to yeah, ruin he's everything. he's going to figure somethings up. Right. It's like, I owe this m- guy money and he's strapping a bomb to my neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it seemed like the perfect plan. Fake bomb and it was a fake, p- perfect alibi if he got caught. You know, they, they, they made me do yeah. it, man. The, it was those black eyes, <laughs> Of course. So, apparently, Brian Wells was also a racist. Yeah, right? It
1: sure does sound like it. Yeah, just... Well. Yeah.
0: So, later in 2018, on the next the, the Netflix documentary, Hoopsick confessed that Wells had no prior knowledge of the bomb plot and called him a pushover. Oh. No. So, essentially... Wells lost his life because he fell in love with a drug-riddled hooker who did what drug-riddled hookers do to dumbasses who make the mistake of falling for them. They use them to get more <laughs> smack.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah, that's what happens.
0: So, but but the thing, but the thing is, it's, it's just like, okay, yeah, he didn't know what he was doing, but he but he did know that he was going there to rob a bank. Well, yeah. So there, so so therefore, he's not. He is definitely not a, an innocent victim in this case. No. So, they put the plan into action, all well Wells believing that it was a fake bomb, which which obviously is why he appeared to be so calm until beep <laughs> beep yeah beep, right
2: beep, <laughs> holy crap beep 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 beep
1: yeah dude I, I would have been like uh wait a minute.
0: This wasn't part of the plan. (laughs) But the story gets even dumber. Oh, boy. (laughs) Rothstein lived near the TV tower. Okay. So on September 20th, 2003, he called the police telling them that he had a body in the deep freezer that had nothing to do with the pizza bomber. Okay. He was very adamant about that. It's like, I got a body in the freezer. But it had nothing to do with that pizza bomber guy. Uh, nope, never heard, never heard of that before. Nope. But there's a body in my freezer. It had nothing to do with the pizza bomber.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not
0: suspicious oh, at all. Come on, uh, come on over here and get him, but just know it wasn't the pizza bomber. Pizza nope, bomb. nope, had nothing to do with the pizza bomber. Nope, had nothing to do, nothing to do with I, I wrote about that in the news. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> What a what a tragedy! So my my dead my dead the dead body in my freezer had nothing to do with the <laughs> tomorrow.
1: uh Never mind no, the fact god. that you have Idiot. A dead body in your freezer.
0: Yeah, it's just like god, dude, this is ridiculous. Dude, dude. The only thing missing is a camper van. Oh. <laughs> 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 I felt
1: fucking choked. Oh god, that's good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Here 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 lies Todd. Killed because he choked to death at the result of the mention of a yeah. camper van. <laughs>
1: Bill dropped a zinger and Todd choked to death on his rum and coke.
0: <laughs> so um the the body was that of James Roden, a guy who had been living with Marge for the past 10 years and you know she they'd been dating on and off. Now, Rothstein was arrested, and while in jail, he claimed that Marge had murdered Roden with a 12 gauge shotgun during a dispute over money. Rothstein said that Marge paid him $2,000 to hide the body and help her clean up the place, so they decided the freezer was a good place to hide the body. You know, the spot where the radio tower is located is heavily wooded. Yeah. Seems to me, just going out there, you, you could have dug a, a deep hole, like in and pri- relative privacy or whatever, and just chunked him in there, and there never would have been. you know, he probably never would have been yeah, right,
1: But no, you got to turn him into a popsicle and then tell everybody about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they must they must have had a a falling out, Rothstein and Marge.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Some happened. Some happened for yeah. sure. But So, yeah, the woods would have been a, a much better spot to bury him, but we're not exactly dealing with Rhodes Scholars <laughs> here.
1: Yeah, this is true.
0: <laughs> Police believe that, that Marge killed Roden to keep him from ratting out the collar bomb plan. So, Marge was arrested, and, and in January... Of two thousand and five she pleaded guilty guilty but mentally ill to the third the third degree murder and the abuse of the corpse of Roden and she was seven she was sentenced to seven to twenty seven years in prison oh. In April of 2005, Marge told a state trooper that she had information about the Wells case, and meetings with the FBI agents with FBI agents were arranged. And she says that she would spill the beans on the Wells case if they agreed to transfer her from the maximum security prison that she was in to a minimum security prison. All right. She she admitted to providing kitchen timers for the bomb, but blamed the now-deceased William Rothstein for being the mastermind. How convenient. Yeah, He's right? dead. Oh, man. <laughs> she, also, <laughs> she also said that Wells had been directly involved in the plan, which, you know, we already knew oh, that. Yeah. But... Oh, boy. Um, it's in September of 2000, my, 2000 MIME, <laughs> In September of 2009, Marge was put on trial for the Wells murder. And remember, she was just in prison for the murder of James Rosen. Yeah. Yeah. Her, the, who was her loose-lipped ex-lover. Right. But if you look at pictures of her, she must have been a monster in bed because she looked like an actual monster.
1: <laughs> well, you know. So, so wait a minute. So, but she so had, she gave up all these... Did she give up all the details, and then they screwed her and tried her instead of moving her to a different jail? Or what happened there? I missed that.
0: We're, okay, we're, we we're haven't got
1: to yet. All right, cool. All right.
0: No. But, yeah, she she must have been a monster in bed because she looked like an actual monster in person. But she, she apparently had men lined up for that sweet margarine. <laughs> 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 anyway... It must have been to die for, because most of the people who shared her bed also turned up dead.
1: (laughs) There you go. Now the jokes are coming.
0: (laughs) Anyway, she had been transferred to a mental facility in Texas, and she had finally been found competent to stand trial. In October of 2010, she took the stand to testify on her own behalf, and this was back in Erie, PA, because she was moved there after she had been declared competent. Okay she tried to get a change of venue because she wouldn't be able to get a fair trial in Erie due to media coverage. And the the judge told her to fuck off and the trial began.
1: Oh. Well, all right.
0: So on November 1st of 2010, Marge was convicted of armed bank robbery and conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery and using a destructive device during a crime. Oh. Uh. She was sentenced to life, and, of course, she appealed, and the the Third Circuit Court of Appeals also told her to fuck off. (laughs) So, in 2013, she actually appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, who, say it with me.
1: Told her to fuck off? Told her to fuck Fuck off. (laughs) Well, yeah, she's not having much luck.
0: Yeah, but she, um, she tried the appeal again in 2015, and she was fully exonerated and released from prison. What? <laughs> She's now alive and well and runs a successful pizza restaurant in Erie, PA. In fact, her restaurant called Marge's Pizza Boom ran Mamma Mia's out of business, and she was able to open the restaurant from damages that she was uh, awarded to for her wrongful conviction. Oh, my goodness. Hello, everyone. I'm Marge Deal Armstrong, and I want to tell you about my pizza restaurant, Marge's Pizza Boom. Located on Peak Street in Erie, PA, we serve up a volatile combination of ingredients that are bound to make your head explode, like our 18-inch Sicilian deep dish pizza. It's almost big enough to wrap your head around It's approximately the same circumference of a grown man's collar. It's the bomb. So call us up at 555-2666 or boom, just like my pizza restaurant's name. So call us in order of delivery, 15% off of any orders for PNC bank employees. Call now for the deal. Ribbit.
1: Jesus, are you freaking kidding me with that? What the hell was that?
0: Yeah, I am just kidding. The final appeal, the final appeals court also told her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God! Because yeah, dude, I, I would have,
1: no, just no. <laughs> Did
0: you yes, like the ad? The ad
1: was funny. <laughs> that was very funny. However,
0: yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So what do you think happened to old Marge?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. She uh, died in prison and her ghost became a truck driver?
0: (laughs) Well, you're half right. She did die Mm -hmm. in prison. She, She died in prison of breast cancer in April of 2007. Or 2017, excuse me. Okay. So... So this story, much like Michael Malloy, had a group of idiots an unsuspecting victim. Although this victim wasn't an innocent victim like Michael Malloy was, and um, and literally everyone involved wound up dead, and rightfully so. Yeah. Holy
1: crap! That's wow. I don't even know what to say. So
0: there's the. So there's really nothing more to there's really nothing more to tell other than. Yeah, there was another person who had um who was like involved with um you know some of that margillaide. <laughs> <Marjolade>. I <laughs> um, love that, dude. That's so good.
1: The margillaid.
0: <laughs> but but he he died, uh, and you know, it just his his death wasn't linked to any of all of this. All right so that that's why i didn't that's why I didn't really name him i i don't even have his name in the in my notes because it's like he wasn't involved yeah, at right. all. all right. he 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 just happened to know these people and happened to die or you know during the same timeline. All right. <laughs> so but it was a crazy yeah, one
1: yeah it was <laughs> that oh yeah dude, i just That, that, that's like, that is, that's the plot of a bad fucking movie, dude. Seriously.
0: Yeah. That's a movie
1: you'd see on, like, one of
0: those, um, (laughs) yeah, I was just going to say, like, one of those old comedies, um, like, crime comedy movies that came out in, like, the 80s or whatever.
1: That's just crazy, man. Holy crap.
0: It was, like, Danny DeVito (laughs) and... (laughs) Throw Mama
1: (laughs) from the Train. Well,
0: no, there was... what what the hell was the name of that movie? I think Danny DeVito was in it. Um, Married to the Mob. Was I don't think he was and, in that one. No, there was another one. There was another like I think I think it was a mob movie or I don't know. I don't anyway. know anyway. What whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, this does seem like something that was right out of the of the eighties and as a really bad yet really funny yeah. comedy movie.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, well, dark comedy, obviously, because of what happened, but you know, well, but yeah, you yeah. know, that's that's exactly, it, dude. It's just like a bad freaking movie you see on Tubi or something now, you know, nowadays.
0: But yeah, right, <sighs> and I really don't think that we're ever gonna find a, a story in this, you know, on this block that's at, that's gonna top Michael Malloy as far as like a like a botched com- conspiracy comedy of error yeah. type of thing.
1: Yeah, that's gonna to be tough to top Michael Malloy. Holy you know, crap! <laughs>
0: yeah, but this one—I mean, it's—it's—it's on the—it's on the street. It's not—they're in the cul-de-sac with Michael Malloy, but it is yeah. on the same street. Uh, yeah, it's up the
1: street a little bit, but it's—it's it's definitely in the same neighborhood.
0: Yeah. This this story is in the the trailer on uh, the the only trailer on
1: that screen, <laughs> <Yeah>, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
0: But I I liked it and I I liked I liked the story. It was it was it was fun. That
1: was a good one. I like said there was. And you got me with the little twist there at the end. That was good. Well played, sir. Well played.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Hopefully, I got everybody else too. (laughs) But but yeah, I, I I I mean I had heard a couple other podcasts on this one and everything. I'm just like okay, we need to put our touch on it and. You know, so yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right on, brother. So, you know, I've been thinking. Yeah. Since oh, shit. you, damn, no, we're all good. Since, since you're obviously the fan favorite.
1: Oh, well, yeah, for right now, anyway. I am breaking
0: out the white oh, glove.
1: Oh, no. Mm-hmm. All right, then.
0: Your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is the power metal oh,
1: challenge. Oh. You're talking about, like, the, the... God, it was Stevie T that we watched before the or after the Super Bowl or whatever, when he did the how to be power metal or whatever. You want to yep. do that?
0: We use that we use that um process or a variation of it, and we'll we'll even link it in the episode description of for this one just so that you know what the hell yes. we're talking about, but we'll write our own. We'll, we'll each write our own song using that format or variation yes, right. of it or whatever
1: just so basically because if if you follow
0: that if if you follow that format like to the letter, you're going to wind up with a very bland power metal song. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, mine's life Mine's live would be so, very bland anyway, since I haven't played guitar in a long time.
0: Well, but you know what? I'll figure you're it. You're not going to just sit. You're not going to just sit down and record a song in one take either. So you'll get your chops back oh, yeah. real quick. So. Uh, so we both, and there's no, there's no time limit. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm going to strap a, a pizza bomb to your <laughs> neck,
1: force me to do it in an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, I probably um, could, but I'd have to cheat like a but, motherfucker to get that done. <laughs> but I'm going to write one, you write oh, yeah. one, record it, and um, we'll we'll put it, we'll we'll release an episode like on maybe do a YouTube. We'll, we'll, dude? We'll we'll do. We'll each do, like, a reaction video mm-hmm. where you're reacting to mine and I'm reacting yeah. to yours. And then you put the two videos together, release it on YouTube, and then we release it on social media along with a poll. Bills All or right,
1: tots. that sounds like a plan, brother. I, I accept your challenge. All
0: right. <laughs> I,
1: I have no chance in hell yeah, of winning, but I accept your challenge.
0: I don't know. They love you. They seem to love you more than they love me. They, they might just do it. They ain't heard me
1: play guitar yet, though.
0: <laughs> I have. I was in a yeah, band with that, you. How
1: long ago was that? 25 years? <laughs> so, you know.
0: But I um, no, I went a long time without playing guitar, and I got my chops back. I mean, I had an album no, a year later.
1: Well, it's not going to take me a year to do this, but yeah.
0: Oh, I had 10 oh, songs. Yeah, I know. It's uh, just one I mean, song.
1: It's just power metal.
0: <laughs> and I well whether I win or lose I, I get another I get yet another song for my third yeah, show right? album there you go <laughs> so I, I'll i just
1: put mine out on SoundCloud and see what happens
0: yeah well I'll put mine on Spotify <laughs> yeah we'll see I don't know well, I mean I suppose I could do and that and Amazon i, I and, I'll
1: have to get DistroKid and do that shit myself too. see what happens
0: oh for one song though?
1: Why not? They just yeah, release just, singles. Just
0: that's the way to go. I don't know. i like having uh, the I albums. Know. I mean, I'll release a, will release a couple singles like I a, a Western Girls, that's going to yeah. be on it. Um this song that we're talking about will be, you know, a single a single as well. And I might release one more single and then and then when the the songs on the album are done, rip those singles down yeah, and release them. Yeah, there the album.
1: you go. I'll just, I mean, I'll just release singles because, you know, I don't know. Because I don't think I I can, honestly, the way my head is, I don't think I could write enough songs to make an album right now. Maybe a little, maybe like a little EP or something (laughs) I could probably do, but. Yeah. I lose focus on things very, very quickly nowadays, and I don't know why. But anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. You, my friend, are going down. And, and you know what? And, and you know what? It's not, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll get your chops back the minute you sit down and start playing, especially trying to get up to playing that fast. But I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I admit that I definitely have a slight advantage on this one,
1: but that's okay. (laughs) I I am not scared. Like I said, challenge accepted, brother. Let's do this. It'll be fun. No matter what happens,
0: it'll be fun. Yeah, it will so. be fun. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, um, follow us on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah, follow us on YouTube. Bill uh, Billzilla yeah. Productions. Um, send us an email: billzillaprod at gmail dot com. Um, follow our website. It's has links to everything and merch will be coming soon. Patreon coming soon. Patreon will probably be around, you know, before the merch. Yeah, well, the rate I'm going, <laughs> but, it will
1: be for sure. But I'll try to nah, get it no, together no, so no, we it, it, launch the merch and Patreon at the same time.
2: All I right. have an
0: idea. Yeah, we'll we'll release a bunch of stickers, like a so like different okay. stickers, yeah, yeah. and everything. And our first ten Patreon subscribers get. One of each. Like, if we re- release, like, five different ones, they they get all okay. five for free.
1: I'm down with that. Yeah. I can do that. Okay. I, got, I got some ideas for, like, stickers and T-shirts and other things.
0: One of them will be the – one of them will obviously be just the logo, and I'll, I'll design it and put, like, um, you know, like, Spotify – you know, the Spotify logos and stuff like that on it. But I'll, right. I'll do that, and I'll get that to you. And – um. Yeah, you know anything else or whatever. That's that's fine.
1: So, yeah, I got some ideas. So oh. we'll see how see how it goes. Yeah, our our,
0: our first ten Patreon sub- subscribers get that, and we got to come up with something special for our very first
1: one. Oh yeah, we will, bro.
0: No, that that I don't know. We're gonna have to ask Mark. Mark from Minnesota Theater. We're gonna have to ask him because they just launched their Patreon. It's like okay, well, what happens if we get five? people to sign up like the first day, are we going to see what time they <laughs> yeah. signed up to be able to determine who was first? I, I have no <laughs> idea
1: how that works. I would assume but, that it goes in like some kind of order. Like, okay, you were first and then you were second, you were third, unless they all did it at the same time, which would be highly right. unlikely.
0: So, unless they just want to fuck well, with us. Yeah, know
1: there is that. <laughs> I don't know why they want to fuck with us. So, we're, we're nice guys.
0: Yeah, i i did just i did just get everybody in yeah, this episode. Yeah, you did. But. <laughs> so, and I wonder why they like you better. They they feel sorry for you, me. Fucking drum, <laughs> yeah, right?
1: that's probably it. Not.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, until next week later.
1: Cheers, everybody.